This is the Beginner's Guide to Human Design. I'm your host, Madeline Evergreen. This podcast makes understanding your human design chart super simple and easy. Have you ever looked at your chart and seen all those shapes, lines, arrows, and numbers and gotten lost in the descriptions? Me too. After countless hours of practice and study, I'm here to break it down for you. Now let's get into today's episode. Today, I am sharing one of my secret weapons with you. One of the things that has changed my life the most, more than human design, more than nutrition or exercise or anything else, this secret weapon, this tool of mine has completely transformed me over and over and over again. And what is that tool? It's breath work. Let's start with just a little bit of background, kind of my story of how I got started with breath work. When I was growing up, I had a lot of troubles. I was unhappy a lot. I had pretty significant health struggles. And by the time I was a teenager, I was pretty miserable a lot of the time. And my mom would always say, you should do breath work. You should do breath work. And I would just kind of say, okay, whatever, and move on. And at that time, breathwork was not popular. I had never heard that word other than the times my mom would bring it up. Nobody was doing breathwork that I knew. And so it's not like how it is now where breathwork is very common and everybody's kind of heard of it. It was totally different then. But she would always say, you should do breathwork. Then around 2012-ish, I was going through like the worst time of my life. I was deeply deeply unhappy. And again, my mom goes, you should do breath work. And I said, all right, sign me up. Where is it? When is it? I'll do anything. And then she goes, oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know where it is. She had done breath work with this woman, Linda Starwolf, decades before, like well before I was born. Um, and she didn't know where Linda Starwolf had gone or if it was still happening or if it was anywhere local. And so I looked her up. I looked up Linda Starwolf and there I found her um, retreat center in the mountains in North Carolina. It's called Isis Cove and she's leading breathworks and she's leading retreats and training programs and all these things. And I signed up. I didn't really read about it. I barely looked at the website. I wasn't interested. I didn't care. I just wanted to get better. I just wanted to stop being miserable. So a couple of months later in 2013, I showed up for a five-week-long retreat in the mountains at Isis Cove. I had literally no idea what this was, and I didn't care. And I remember so vividly sitting down in our opening circle on the first night where everybody was there and there was maybe 20, 25 people that were signed up and we're sitting in this circle and we were supposed to go around the room and say why we signed up or kind of why we were there. And I remember it was my turn and I just started crying and I was shaking and I said, I don't even know why I'm here. I don't know why I'm crying. I don't know what this is, but I just need to get better. And Starwolf looked at me from across the circle. I'll never forget this. And she goes, welcome, Madeline. 
This is a divine appointment. And she told a story that blew my mind. I had never heard this story before. She said, Madeline and I actually met when Madeline was a baby. And let me just say this one more time. I didn't know about this. And my mom had forgotten about this. But she said, I remember meeting you when you were less than a year old. And I'm speaking as Star Wolf right now as I'm telling this story. She goes, I was staying at... Rob Bunce's house right next to you and your parents in St. Paul, Minnesota. And I was doing breathworks for him in his basement back in like 1991, the year I was born. And one day I happened to be outside on the sidewalk and your mom was walking by carrying you. And she recognized me and she had done breathwork with me before. So we were chit-chatting out on the sidewalk and I held you and I looked at you and I said, Madeline, we're going to make a divine appointment. We are going to meet again when the time is right. And boom, there I was in 2013 sitting across the room from Linda Starwolf, not knowing that my entire life was going to change. And I got chills. I cried harder because I knew she was right. I knew, I don't know why I'm here, but this is a divine appointment and I'm here for a reason. And now it is 10 years later. It's 2023, almost 2024. It's actually almost been 11 years. And I've been doing breath work this whole time. And I can't believe how much it's been a part of my life. And I can't believe the transformations that my clients have gone through from attending these breathworks. And I'm just blown away. So fast forward to today. Today, we are going to actually talk about doing a mini daily breathwork practice, something that you can do. I want to give this to you. It's a free practice that you can use where you can actually take 10 minutes in the morning or in the afternoon and use a breathwork that's music and it's my voice. It's a little audio download you get where you can go through a daily breathwork practice on your own. This is not at all the same as a full length, you know, hour long or even multiple day long breathwork immersion experience. Those are much bigger, much more impactful. Really what breathwork is all about is a much more immersive experience, a longer experience. But I would love for you to have a taste of this and be able to try it out and have an impact in a small way. And to start off, Let's hear from one of my clients, Stephanie. She is actually a student inside of the Holiday Alignment Challenge where they use this daily breathwork practice to help them get in alignment with their human design. So Stephanie said, this was my first experience with breathwork and now I'm obsessed. I practice a lot of Pilates, so the breathing was very strange to me, but your instruction was really good. The breath holding was very intense I definitely had more energy and drive afterwards, and I can't wait to practice every day and try the 60-minute session. So why are we talking about breathwork on a human design podcast? Does that make any sense? Yes, it does, because breathwork is going to be like your energetic hygiene practice. Better out than in. Breathwork is a practice that helps you to clear stress from your energy field and from your physical body. It helps to release emotions that are blocking you. It helps to get clarity 
towards your intuition or your authority, it helps you to actually tune in and be able to follow your strategy according to your human design. And it it's the, my favorite way to think about it is just the first thing I said, your energetic hygiene practice. Your human design chart lives in your aura. It is literally like mapped out and planted in your energy field so that everybody can pick up on it. When other people's auras interact with yours, they read your human design chart and they know all about you. They know exactly who you are on an energy level. But imagine if your aura is like a big dark smog, like it's dirty and it's clogged with smoggy, smoky, stinky air. All that smog is stress, trapped emotion, limiting belief systems, programming, conditioning, you know, old crap from the past that you don't need. You don't need that stuff anymore. You don't want that in your energy field. You don't want to be carrying around this nasty, gross smog, do you? So there are many ways to clear that out. Many. But my favorite way is breath work. When you practice breath work a specific way, it helps to just clear the smog it lets go of a bunch of that old junk that you just don't need anymore. So how most people will feel after doing breath work regularly is that they feel more level emotionally. They don't have so many highs and lows. They're not so out of whack emotionally. And for people that are really out of touch with their emotions, they can typically start to feel their emotions better. It also helps to remove conditioning and programming so that you just know who you are and what's right for you and so that you're able to follow your own intuition better and not feel so unclear. It also helps to regulate your nervous system. And I'm going to tell a very powerful story in a moment from Alice, one of my other students, but Breathwork is an incredible modality for regulating the nervous system. And what does that mean in just easy to understand plain English? It means that if you're running in fight or flight mode, you're going to have a bad life. That's really simple. Breathwork puts you into more of a relaxed state where you're calm and you're centered and you're in control so that you're not a victim and that you can take charge of your own choices and behaviors and actions. So you cannot be um, powerful and in control if you're run by stress or victim mentality. And breathwork gets you out of stress and into your own power. That's just a very simple way to explain regulating the nervous system. So let's hear a story from Alice. She's another student inside the Holiday Alignment Challenge, and I shared a metaphor about animals, how when you watch animals in the wild, if you've ever seen a video of, let's say, an antelope that almost gets killed by a lion, um, you watch this near-death experience for the antelope, and then somehow they get out of it, or the lion goes to a different antelope. Somehow they survive it, and if you look at them, they shake. They vigorously shake it off for a couple of seconds, and then they move on, and they're no longer traumatized. They don't walk around worried or fearful or with shame because somebody tried to kill them. Instead, they just grew smarter. They have better survival knowledge now. 
they have more experience, but they're not traumatized. They don't hold the trauma in their body. And that shaking is the way that animals get it out. And humans are animals. So we can actually learn from that antelope. And in a breathwork practice, you are using your breath and you're using music to bring stress or trauma or conditioning to the surface for it to be released out. Shaking can happen in breathwork. If you shake your body during the breathwork, sometimes you feel this stuff leave you. It can also come out with emotion like crying or laughter or yelling, or it can come out with movement, or a lot of times people will tell me during a breathwork they feel physical pain like back pain or knee pain. And then after the breath work, it's gone. So these stresses emerge through either a physical sensation, through a physical movement like shaking or vocalizing like yelling or laughing or emotion like crying or again laughing. So Alice told this story inside of our group and I want to read it for you. She said, My dog and I were in the woods this Saturday, and my dog is pretty small. He was attacked by another very big dog who didn't have his leash on, and the other dog came running up to us very fast, and he bit my dog on his back in his little jacket and dragged him around. My dog was in his leash and harness so I could drag him up into my arms and escape the big dog that was jumping after him in my arms, and I was turning my body in circles so he couldn't get to him. Then I could give the dog a kick away from us, and its owner came running and grabbed their dog. I was so shocked by this attack that my body was shaking, and I almost immediately after being removed from this situation started to cry. I held my dog tight in my arms and let the energy and emotions release by crying intensely for about one minute while I checked my dog for injuries, and he was fine. He did a shake and then strolled away like nothing had happened. I felt such a release, uh, a relief that he seemed so okay and not bothered at all by what just happened that I burst out in a laugh. Then I dried my tears and took some deep breaths, and then we kept on with our forest walk. I do believe that the breathwork has been good for me. Being able to handle and process situations like this so quickly would not have been easy for me one year ago. This event would have destroyed my whole day back then. I do a body scan and the breath meditation almost every night before I sleep, and I do ice baths and cold therapy where the breath is very key, and I'm so excited about the hour-long breathwork session. So I love this story from Alice for multiple reasons, and let's kind of tease it all apart. Number one, she observed her dog getting attacked, like a near-death experience, very traumatic, and then afterwards, he just shook it off and was happy as can be and just moved on. He was no longer traumatized after just giving himself the opportunity to shake it off. Beautiful, beautiful example for all of us. Number two, I love that she immediately let herself cry. And then she also laughed within like probably a minute of of each other. Crying and laughing are incredible ways to release emotion in the moment. And I just love that she allowed herself to do that right then and not stuff it down or tell herself that she needs to hold it together or anything. And when you are able to just release an emotion in the moment, it clears that smog I was talking about. It's like an 
in the moment hygiene, uh, energetic hygiene practice. But if you're somebody who's been carrying a lot, then using the breath work is more like a supplementary energetic hygiene practice. We want to be people who are allowed and able and comfortable to just cry or just laugh in the moment to clear what's coming up in the moment and not have it all block up so that we have to release it later. But I also understand that that's not practical and it's not realistic 24-7. So using the breathwork practice is a really good supplementary type of energetic hygiene skill. I also love that she does other types of therapies like ice baths and cold therapy and different sorts of body scans and breath meditations at night to help her with all of this. Just as another example that breath work is not your only modality for what we're talking about today. It's just one option. Now, why this is so excellent is that she was able to have her nervous system spiked by this attack from the big dog. And then she was able to calm her nervous system afterwards. And when you do the daily breathwork practice, you are training yourself to do exactly that. Now we're going to get into some of the instructions for the practice. And for the first half of the breathwork, you're actually sending yourself into a stressed state on purpose. You're actually breathing and listening to music that is designed to stress your system physiologically, chemically, emotionally, mentally. All of that is going to feel stressful for the first few minutes. And that's by design. It's not you just disliking it. It's actually supposed to be disliked. So you are spiking the nervous system, sending yourself into stress with a specific breathing technique and the music and my guidance. And then you change the breathing technique. The music will change. My guidance will change. And you calm the nervous system for the second portion. This is training your nervous system that when you do feel a stress, your body should know how to immediately calm you afterwards. Do you remember the story I shared on last week's episode, episode 69? At the very beginning, I shared a story from one of my students, Valerie, about almost getting hit on the freeway by a wheelbarrow that came flying out of a truck. And she felt her nervous system spike, and then she was immediately able to calm her nervous system. And Valerie has also been using the daily breathwork practice. So can you remember a time in your life where something really stressful happened? Like maybe someone out of the blue started screaming at you and yelling and acting like a maniac, and then you were really upset and stressed for hours afterwards, like it ruined your whole day. Has that ever happened to you? I know it's definitely happened to me before. Well, that's not good. Like you don't want to have a nervous system that gets stressed and then it stays stressed. Stress is inevitable. It's actually just a part of life and it's something to embrace and just become friends with. But you want to have a nervous system that knows how to calm itself immediately afterwards, or at least have skills that you can consciously pull out of your emotional toolbox to use immediately afterwards. So instead of this person being really stressed for hours after being attacked or Alice being really upset for days after her dog was attacked 
Instead, she's able to experience the stress, cry, and then experience calming. That's what you get as a result of using breath work, whether you're going to do the daily breath work practice or if you are going to be the type of person that attends a regular hour-long or longer breathwork workshop. So here in Minneapolis, I do breathwork workshops all the time in my studio at Studio Timeout. I also do these online, hour-long breathwork workshops. And at this time, I only do them for my students who sign up for my different types of human design programs, like the Holiday Alignment Challenge and like the program that will be coming up in 2024. And I do that only for my groups online because I've found that when I have a bunch of strangers from all over the world come in and do a, a big breathwork workshop with me, and it's just an hour and a half and they come in and then they leave and we never talk again, I found that that's not ideal. Um, It just doesn't work as well for you, the student, to just come in and come out like that. And so there's a lot of prep in in advance and there's a lot of checking in later that needs to happen for you to get the most out of this. And so if you are a global friend of mine and you're not going to come to Minneapolis to do breath work, definitely just get into whatever future programs I have and that's where you'll be able to do online breath work with me. And there's going to be quite a bit more support for you that way. It doesn't mean I'm never going to do a like one and done online breath work again. It just means that I've learned that those are not ideal and there's a better way. And a better way includes a lot more prep and aftercare. So let's talk about some instructions for you actually doing this daily breath work practice. This is not for pregnant women. If you're pregnant or you suspect that you're pregnant, please don't do the daily breathwork practice. It's too stressful for you and for the baby. Um, It's likely that nothing terrible will happen, but it's very important that you don't put unnecessary stress on your baby. So skip it if you're pregnant. If you have any sort of medical conditions that require that you reduce your stress, please either don't do this breathwork practice or really minimize the breathing and barely do the intense breathing that we'll talk about in a few few minutes here. Just really, really reduce that intense breathing down to almost nothing so that it's not very stressful for you. That could include people that have dangerously high blood pressure. Maybe you just got out of surgery and you're healing. People with glaucoma should not be doing this really vigorous breathing or people with very, very risky heart conditions, or lots of common strokes or seizures, anybody like that, or another condition that you know that stress is a problem, please skip this or reduce the intense portion of the breathing to almost nothing. You can use this daily breathwork practice any time of day, But almost everybody tells me that they get very energized after. It's just not ideal to use right before you go to bed. But it's not wrong. You'll just have to try that for yourself. For the first couple of minutes, I'll be asking you to do mouth breathing. So that means you inhale through your mouth and you exhale out of your mouth. And it's a circular breath, meaning that there's no choppy breathing where you stop at the top or you stop at the bottom or you pause or like 
puff your air a few times. It's nothing like that. There are other modalities of breath work that do include those sorts of things, but not this one. So I am going to start doing some of this breathing myself, and you're going to follow along, and then we're going to talk some more. So listen to me start breathing, and I want you to do it with me. Let's do four breaths together. Ready? And we'll take a break. When you do breathing like that, aim to breathe about 70% full and about 70% empty. So it's not the most huge, biggest, deepest breath you physically could ever do. That would be like 100% full. And it's also not the most complete exhale of your life, like 100% of an exhale. That's not what you're aiming for. It's roughly 70% in, 70% out. The pace that you did there with me is my pace. That works great for me. Yours might be slightly longer or shorter, but not totally faster or slower. So it's not hyperventilation. It's absolutely not like this. Not that. And it's also not really slow, like like eking it out as slow as you possibly can. It's not that. It's very, very close tempo or length to what you just practiced with me. Now, don't worry. We are going to practice together in a moment. When you do this mouth breathing, you're also going to breathe down low into your belly. So take your hands right now and put them below your belly button and above your pubic bone. That's where you're going to aim the breath. You'll also attempt to aim the breath into your sides. So slide your hands to your sides right above your hip bones and below your ribs. You feel that soft area. That's where you're also going to aim the breath. And now slide your hands directly to your low back above your pelvis and below your rib cage. You're also going to aim your breath there. It's harder to breathe in your back and your sides than your belly in front but I want you to try to breathe into your back, sides, and low belly. So you're going to slide your hands in a moment while we're breathing around your belly, your sides, and your low back. And remember that your belly is below your belly button for this circumstance. It's, I'm not asking you to breathe way up by your rib cage or your chest. Yes, your chest and your rib cage will move, and that's fine. Just aim the breath as low as you can. Let's get ready to try four more breaths all together. And you're going to hear also that I might make a little bit of sound. This is normal types of sounding that anybody is welcome to make with me. And you'll hear why in a few minutes. So bring your hands to your belly, your sides, and your low back. Slide them around as we're doing the breath so you can practice breathing low. Here we go. And let's take a break. Did you breathe low? Did you feel your hands move down there? 
That's the goal. Now you heard me making some sounds. Those sounds are not required. I'm not going to say that you have to make sounds like that, but a lot of people actually get more out of breath work when they do some sounding, when any kind of sound comes out. It doesn't matter if it's similar to the sound I just made or if it's really loud or if it's really weird anything. Remember that when you release sound out of your mouth, you're actually letting go of some of that yucky smog in your energy field. You're releasing what's blocking you from living in alignment. So sound, breath, physical movement, physical sensations, all of that can help to release. So don't hold back if you feel intuitively or primally that you want to make a sound. So now you know how to do the mouth breathing. And when you do that mouth breathing, the music is going to sound kind of energizing and a little bit stressful and really loud. That's correct. And so you're using mouth breathing and that music to heighten your stress state, and it's like you're shaking up your inner snow globe. You're bringing what needs to be released to the surface, and you're doing it without trying. So your body or your cells or your your energy field, your unconscious, whatever you want to call it, is going to do it for you. It's going to bring up what needs to come out. So you don't have to think about what you want to release. Just observe what comes up. And likely it won't make sense and you won't know what it is, but you'll feel something wanting to be released through a a tear, a laugh, a sound, a motion, a movement, a visualization, a color. All kinds of things can happen. Expect a lot of discomfort during the mouth breathing. Physical discomfort, like maybe you get cramping in your hands or your arms get tingly or your feet cramp. You might get dizzy. You might feel a headache. You might feel some pain in your body. You might just simply hate it. That's all very normal and expected and common and more. There's other kinds of unpleasant sensations that can come up. I have never, in my 10, 11 years of doing breath work, I have never seen somebody faint from this, but I have heard of hundreds of people, including myself, who feel dizzy during this and feel headaches. And so I don't recommend you stand up. Definitely sit or lie down for this. And if you're lying down, don't have a pillow under your head. You need your neck really like open and ready for breathing. Um, And then if you find this is too uncomfortable for you or it's not working for you, you just know intuitively this is not safe, don't go on. Take a break or ease up on the breathing and really tone it down and barely even do it and just let the music and my words wash over you instead of focusing so much on the breathing. I promise you'll still get something out of it. So you have free will. It's in your hands to decide if you're up for the discomfort or not. Some people actually enjoy the discomfort. So I'm not telling you that you're you're destined to hate this. It's not that. I'm just warning you that this is not designed to be enjoyable. Now, there will be a moment where I tell you to hold your breath. And that's very simple. You just simply inhale. You'll hold your breath for as long as you can. And I'm not going to tell you when to stop holding your breath. So you're just going to hold it as long as you can, all right? And then when you're done holding your breath, you go back to just breathing like we were, or you'll follow my guidance when we switch the breath. So don't overthink it. 
at all. You cannot do this wrong. Some people hold their breath for 10 seconds. Some people can hold their breath for two or even three minutes. So you just do what feels natural for you. And every time you do breath work, it will be different. Now for the second half, so this will be about two or three minutes, you'll switch to nose breathing. That means you inhale through your nose and you exhale out of your nose. And you'll use all of the same directions I said before about breathing about 70%, about that tempo we practiced, hands on your belly, your sides, your back to emphasize breathing low. It's all the same directions. It's just the only difference is that you breathe through your nose. If you cannot breathe through your nose, don't worry. Just breathe however you need to breathe, but think calm the nervous system. The music will change. You'll hear my words will change and it will change to much more of a calming sensation for you. Not so stressful. Then I'll ask you to hold your breath again. You hold your breath and there's no directions on what you're supposed to be doing during the breath hold, but all different kinds of things can come up for people and it's a beautiful experience. And then we're pretty much done after that and you'll hear me in the music kind of guide you out and back into your life. So I do recommend that everybody tries this at least three or four times before you have any sort of judgment or opinion about it. Every time you do breath work, it is different and you get something different out of it. And it is something you need to practice when you're new. I also highly encourage that you use this daily breathwork practice a number of times before you ever attend a full-length breathwork session, whether you're doing it with me or somebody else or in person or online. When you practice this small one, I've noticed in my clients and my students that they get more out of a full-length breathwork when they've had a bunch of these mini experiences. So for you to be able to use the daily breathwork practice, you're going to go and get it on the website. So you go to studiotimeout.com forward slash free mini breathwork. You can also find the link to that in my Instagram links. You can also find it in the show notes if you're using an app that has show notes. But once again, the URL is studiotimeout.com forward slash free mini breathwork. You just get the breathwork emailed to you. It's a little audio and you'll be able to follow along. And then if you look at your emails after that, um, a couple of days later, I'm actually going to send you an email on how to design your own mini breathwork musical session so that you don't have to keep using the same one with me talking. You'll, you'll really get the hang of it. And then you can, you can select your own music and do it your own way. So it's a beautiful example of learning the basics, learning the directions, and then taking it your own way, breaking the rules, changing it up as you need moving forward, or even sticking exactly with it can also work. So I hope that this was helpful today. I do actually just want to remind you why we're doing this. Why breath work? What on earth does this have to do with human design? When you're trying to learn about human design, It's a mental learning activity. You are being very logical by listening to this podcast and learning about all the different parts of your chart, and you're really using your brain and your mental abilities. And that's beautiful and wonderful. And it's also not how human design actually works. Human design is in your 
body. It's in your bones and it's in your aura. It is not a conscious thing. So yes, you do need to use your brain to learn these tools so that you actually understand what it means to be a reflector and what it means to follow the strategy of waiting a moon cycle and what it means to have gate 26 or what it means to have, you know, whatever, a defined route. All of that stuff is so interesting and it's so great that you're learning it and I applaud you, but that's a very small piece of the puzzle. To live your design, you need to clear out what's blocking you. All of your conditioning doesn't live in your brain. You're never going to understand your conditioning on a conscious level. You just won't. You'll understand bits and pieces, but that's like 1%, maybe 5%. If you actually want to live your design, you must address your unconscious belief systems. You must address your repressed emotions and stress and traumas and problems and all that junk. Do you want to have an energy field that's smogged up by crap? Or do you want to have a clear, shiny, squeaky clean energy field so that it's natural and it's just easy and just obvious for you to be able to follow your strategy and your authority and live according to your profile and your, you know, your whole human design chart? It will just come out of you naturally when you're not so bogged down and clogged by stress. So that's why you would use breath work is so that you can easily start living according to your design without so much effort with your brain, without having to think so hard. Just live it instead of force it. You get the difference? All right. This was our last episode of Alignments, and this is hopefully going to help you to get so much more in alignment. And I hope that you had a beautiful, beautiful holiday season, whether you were doing solstice or Christmas or Hanukkah or nothing or all of it or whatever. I don't really care what you do. I just hope that you're feeling more in alignment than ever. And I hope that I've gotten to play a tiny little piece in that for you. Stay tuned because my mind is buzzing with so many ideas for 2024. I'm using my strategy and my authority to decide exactly how this is all going to play out and what I have to offer you and when exactly I'm going to announce it. So as of right now, I am keeping it all a secret, but... I can't wait to help you transform your life even further in 2024. I love you. I'm grateful for you. And I can't wait to hear how the breathwork goes. 